Yo, 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 Keith Ferrante here. Thanks for joining my podcast, Hearing God for Business. You, if you're a business person, if you want to grow in business, you want to catch the entrepreneur grace, you want to hear God in business, this is the right place for you. We're going to be talking all things on how to advance the kingdom of God as a business person, hear God, have revelation, have encounters, and make an impact in the world around you. Listen in and enjoy. Yo, 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 I hope you're doing well. Excited to chat with you. Those of you that have a business mindset, want to grow in your business mindset, are a business person, but want to really bring heaven into business, want to hear God for business, want to understand God's values for business. Um, <clears throat> I want to keep talking out about what wealth is from my new book called What Wealth Is. You can get it on Amazon. A Kingdom Perspective on What Wealth Is. But I'm going to talk right out of one of the chapters of this book because I think for all of us business people, it's really important to understand this from a biblical perspective rather than a church perspective. Um, church, we, we sometimes think is simultaneous to kingdom perspective, but they're often different in their values. Um, sometimes a church perspective is, uh, you know, all, all concerned about the tithe. It's it's really a form of business, really church. It, tithe is just a form of how, you know, the um, how the finances keep the church meetings going. And so like every Sunday you will hear us light pitch, you know, hear a light pitch on tithing and giving offerings and this and that and um and that's the business model for the church that's how how it keeps going but oftentimes we don't really look at money outside of a church perspective because we're hearing about money oftentimes through pastors and leaders that are trying to keep their business going which is their church which we which we all need those um we need to gather and well, those different expressions are valid there's other forms of gathering besides the through the church um, Sunday morning expression. Uh, so I would say that churches where two or three are gathered, there I am in, the, in their midst. And so there can be other like avenues of gathering for business people. I find oftentimes that a business person feels conflicted because they don't have they you know, they have they're, they're putting a lot of their time and energy towards their business, but then they're feeling guilty because they need to go to church and they need to do this and they need to do that. And so the more we can consolidate time for them with purpose, like what, what, are, what are the things that they business person should be doing to gather with uh, other business, um, you know, leaders, but like it let it be kingdom let it let it have some kingdom aspects to it let it have some church aspects to it where two or three are gathered there i am in the midst and there's an ecclesia church a gathering of government kingdom believers so <clears throat> anyways just um just i i i want to i want to just keep helping the business person feel empowered to take the kingdom of God into their space, feel good about it, understand what the kingdom looks like in that space, uh, understand what to do with their money, what, how to think about money, 
But I just want to I want to just make this point today. You can have wealth, you can have money, you can have wealth and you can have wisdom. Sometimes we sort of think wealth and wisdom are separate. But first Kings 10:7, Queen Sheba says when she's visited Solomon, I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told me in wisdom and wealth. You far exceeded the report I heard. Wisdom and wealth were simultaneous in her mind when she was speaking to Solomon. And God can give us both wisdom and wealth. I think oftentimes we think wealthy people are not kingdom people. We sort of, the church mindset for so long has been that wealth is evil. And I, and, and, you know, I'm striking at a lot of wrong, you know, views we have towards this. Um, you know, we, we're, we're in, a, in a church culture, you're continually called to champion giving to the poor, giving to the needy. And, and James 1.27 says, religion, our, our God accepts as pure and faultless, is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And James 2 then says, if, what good is it if you, if you have faith but have no deeds? If you see a brother without clothes and daily food, tell him, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but done nothing about their needs, what good is it? So I, I agree 100%. We need those of us that are going after wealth and business and money and, and increase dollars. And, and by the way, everybody on the planet has a need for money. 100% of the people on the planet needs. So it's not like some are more spiritual than others, but some just do, you know, I think with separate, the, dis, the difference is people that are uh, simply um, working nine to five in a job and um, you know, just taking a paycheck every week and just accepting whatever money comes in as the money that they're gonna get, hoping to get a raise once in a while versus the people that are more entrepreneurial where they're always looking to increase their money, find ways to make more money, find ways to get double, triple of what they invest in something um, like different you know, or even even more, even higher numbers than that. Like, there, there's two different kinds of mindsets here that we're talking about. But oftentimes, people are championing giving to the poor, and sometimes what what is what is what is a poor person or a widow? It's like someone that doesn't have really enough to live on. Their money is not working. They're not operating in an entrepreneur spirit. So I think all of us are probably supposed to be giving at some level to the poor but like i i spend a lot of time actually i think there's different ways to look at giving to the poor i spend a lot of time giving free content out to the poor jesus says to preach the good news to the poor that's one of the part you know one of the spirit of the lord was on him and he said one of the one of the signs the spirit of the lord was on him just preaching good news to the poor the word good is happy happy news like hey joy start thanking the Lord, start stepping into this different perspective. So I do spend a lot of time dealing with the poor just in the nature of the message that I'm speaking. There's also people in my life that I feel that I'm supposed to sow dollars towards um, that are more on the quote, quote, poor or widow side of things. They are people, some of them, in my circle of 
family and, and connections that I feel like I'm supposed to sow into. It doesn't, I mean, I think sometimes we think, okay, who, who's, who's the poor that I'm supposed to give to? Well, I, I don't know if it really matters. I think, I think the, the main point is that, that that is a value that is important, but it's not, I think so often like in the church, then they take that and they kind of become extreme with it. It's like, man, the spiritual person gives all to the poor. They give all to the church. They give all to the orphan. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's like a corner of Boaz's fields was left for the poor. That's where Ruth came in. She got to re she got to glean from some of these extras. She was a widow. There was a portion, but it wasn't all. Like a wise business person doesn't like just give everything away. I think a lot of times people, oh man, if I get all this money, I'm gonna give all this to No, I was like, that's not even wisdom. Like you need to create an ecosystem which there's a corner of your ecosystem that goes to the poor and the widows. But it's it's like if 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 it's using up all of your ecosystem, it's not sustainable. It's not wisdom. And like I'm I yes, there's a certain amount we just give to the poor, but then there's also like there's certain people where I'm just like, you know what? In in, in my life, I I want to find a way to put extra dollars in their pocket. And I have created outlets for profits that I work with that can that can you know you can get time with them and and you pay them a couple hundred bucks and it's my way it's it's in in a sense there's certain different prophetic people that may not have income on sort of on their own unless it's um provided for them i'm still they're still doing a little bit of work for it but it's sort of in their area of expertise so it's like my way of helping some of the prophets that don't really have an entrepreneurial mindset. It's like, hey, here's a, here's a way that you can you can um, step into a little bit of income here. And um, and then other other folks that I just have decided it's like, you know what? They're I, I, you know, they're not in the place where they're going to be creating enough income to really make it. And I, and I want to sow into them and um, so th those I would put into like that poor category, but but with Proverbs eight eighteen says this with me with wisdom wisdom and remember we talking about wisdom and wealth can go together. Proverbs eight eighteen with me with wisdom are riches and honor enduring wealth and prosperity, or another translation enduring wealth and righteousness, which I like this with wisdom there's riches and honor you can have riches and be honored and be valued. In other words, you don't have to have like that's what I'm saying, like like a, a wise person, a wise person that that loves God, that is walking in the wisdom of God can have wealth and retain their honor. They don't have to be like, oh, man, that's a dirtbag. That guy's a dirtbag. That gal's a dirtbag. How they've gotten their wealth. No. And, and enduring wealth. I like that. You can have enduring wealth and prosperity. It's not just I'm having wealth um, like it's enduring because wisdom will allow your wealth to endure and prosperity or righteousness and you will prosper. You will be righteous. There's a purity about you like I, I love that with with wisdom. There is a way to have riches, honor, enduring wealth, prosperity. And so instead of judging people of wealth, the goal is every one of us should actually be wanting to think like a wealthy person. 
We want to think about, we want to think abundance. The one that got five talents was, you know, and made it 10, was given 10 cities. And then it's like, oh, the one that stewarded the five talents and made it 10, we're going to give him the talent that the guy that had the one talent that didn't spend it and he hit it, we're going to give that talent to him. So he's going to have even more and he'll have an abundance. So like, guys, we ought to, every one of us should be stepping out of a poverty spirit. And the Lord is wanting to confront the poverty spirit in his church, which makes us just live in survival mode. I can't afford this. Oh, I just, this is too expensive. And you know what? I get around business people. You know, sometimes even business people have poverty mindset. Business people can have, because poverty mindset is not about how much dollars you have. It's about, are you like an Ebenezer Scrooge type of a person? Are you like someone that doesn't matter how much dollars it is, you have no, you have no release of it. You just hold on to it. You're tight-fisted. You're afraid to, to release it. Um, but wealth in the kingdom starts with wisdom. When you get wisdom, you get wealth. When Solomon got wisdom, like, like some of us, we think, oh, you know, wealth is the enemy. No, it's not. It's actually just getting the priorities first. Get wisdom first. Then ask for wisdom and then and then get wealth. I mean, I've seen many wealthy-minded people who have wisdom. They honored the Lord. They were generous. They were good stewards of what they received. And they looked very different. Some of them were multimillionaires. Others were not. One, one of them, them was not, but that I would consider a wealthy person, was my grandpa, Lou Allen. My grandpa retired. He was a hard worker. He retired 10 years early so he could pray and seek the Lord. He was, more, he was a prophet. He had some powerful revelations about the cross. He, he wasn't a famous prophet or anything, but he was a faithful servant of the Lord. And um, I mean, he would buy his cars with cash and they would buy, you know, they would sell a, a, a plot of land with a, with a house on it and a farm. And then they would go and buy, you know, another one. And, and they, and they did well. They paid cash for everything. They had, you know, a few hundred thousand bucks in the bank and did well. Last couple of years of their life was not super grandiose. So they got some strokes and then dementia and kind of plummeted down. And but all of their dollars that they had used all over the, uh, you know, through the years ended up kind of like taking care of them to the end of their life. So they didn't really leave a big inheritance, uh, financial inheritance, just because of the all the dollars that had to be spent taking care of their health at the end of their life. But they they were they were someone that I would consider wealthy-minded people. My 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 grandpa didn't have designer clothes, and um, but they always dressed when they went to a meeting. They always dressed sharply, and 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 I mean he could be in a t-shirt with holes. Some of his favorite t-shirts he would just wear over and over again. Yet he had five or six brand new t-shirts in in his in his drawers. Um, but, the, you know, they were simple people. They were farm people. But I, I, you know, there was a wealthy mindset around them. And then I've met leaders, you know, so they're one version of someone that I believe, you know, had, had a wealthy mindset. And then there's leaders that are, you know, that are definitely like more like entrepreneurs or multimillionaires. They're, um, <clears throat> they're people that I'm working with in this season, CEOs and, um, and they're also entrepreneurial, think think like with a wealthy mindset, but totally two different packages. They look very different. And so I, I sort of 
you know, they're, they're, they're people of wisdom. They're not normally preaching in pulpits. They have a pulpit in their workplace. They, they may have a lot more money than my grandpa did, but yet they are stewarding. Like you get the reward in heaven based on stewardship, not based on how much you have. If you're given one talent and you make it two talents, you get just as much reward as a guy that had five talents and made it 10 because you were, you're stewarding what you've received. And that, that really is for every one of us. It's like, it's about stewardship. It's not about how much. It's not about comparison. Um, and, and I love to receive insights from people who carry wealth and wisdom, no matter what occupation. If they're a pastor, there's pastors that have a very wealthy mindset. They're very entrepreneurial. And then there's pastors that are very poverty minded. Then, then there's, you know, there's, there's business guys that are very wealthy in their mindset and business guys that are very poverty. I've, I've met both sides to them. And then there's people that are, that don't have very much. I remember some people in one of our churches, they were the most generous givers, but they lived in like, they, they came from Oklahoma. They were called them Okies. You know, they, they didn't have that much. They were super generous. They always had a stock full of food. They always brought lots of food to everything. They were very uh, generous, um, very faithful people. They didn't like, they lived very simple. You know, their house was just not, I mean, it was not like classy at all. It was just very basic and not super, like it was just like a live-in house. I mean, it was sort of like a farming sort of environment. Um, but so I, I think I think wealth and wisdom can look and in, in, be in different packages. I, I know that... There's ditches on all sides. There's people that have wealth and that don't have wisdom. I mean, Psalms 73 talks about it. When I envied the arrogant, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, they have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They're free from common human burdens. They're not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. Their callous hearts come, you know, like this is a lot of bad stuff that... Um, wealthy uh, this wealthy person in psalm 73 has but it's not you know at, at the end but when i tried to understand this it troubled me till i entered the house of god i understood their final destiny they're destroyed basically and but that's that's so funny i just gave that i just gave that uh passage psalm 73 to my dad i didn't even read it i said dad so he's turning 73 in a couple days i said dad <clears throat> psalm 73 but I haven't even read it. But it's like, okay, yeah, there's, there's, there, that's a good, that's a good passage there. It's like, hey, don't, don't worry, don't envy the, the, the wealthy, wicked. We want to be wealthy and wise. That's who we want to be. We don't want to be someone. There's, I mean, there's ditches on all sides of this thing. We're, you know, like the love of money is the root of all kinds of eagle. There's ditches in, in loving. Like, what does it mean to love money? But then there's the one that took the talents in Luke 19, and like we said just before, and hit him. And, and, and that's like money, taking it and not investing it, not growing it, not increasing it, not stewarding what God's given you, your talents, your abilities, all those things, growing them. So there's ditches on all sides of this, guys. I think what it really boils down to is wisdom. What is God telling you to do with the talents, the abilities, the money, the, the inheritance? And some people get their wealth through an inheritance, like somebody from the family line or, 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 or they get a spiritual inheritance or they get wisdom from somebody, an inheritance of wisdom. 
Like I've gotten a lot of inheritance through the wisdom of spiritual fathers that the Lord has brought in my life for the last years as a prophet. And um, as I've received that wisdom, it's opened up many doors for me. It's created a living for me. And then, it, you know, I've just went deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole in a sense of, of, um, of being a prophet. But I got a lot of inheritance. So I got a lot of my wealth not through initiating it all myself. But I take the inheritance and then I grow it and I develop it and I've done stuff with it and I've built movements, you know, emerging profits and I've built now working with high level CEOs and been doing that for a while and um, and absolutely love all that. So I am stewarding the wealth that God has given me. And that's that's the goal. It's like, how do we steward this? We don't want to be afraid of money. We want to be generous to the poor. But who are the poor in our lives? It may not be putting some dollars in the, in the guys, you know, with a sign on the side of the road, although it could be. But it could be a family member that you're called to, you know, support. Um, and then like not loving money, like, okay, I, I it's like, what does that mean? It's like, uh, it means that you, you would, you would not make God choices and with God give you an assignment to advance a kingdom because you don't want to hurt your money. Like if you ever, like if money ever gets in there and it's like, okay, I'm not going to do this thing because, um, uh, you know, because I am, because I don't want to hurt my money, then then you're then you're choosing mammon. The spirit of mammon is you chose to protect your money over the will of God. And there's 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 your God is money at that point. So I think that's like we, we want to steward our money. And, and some, you know, I get around some business guys and they're I don't think they're actually using wealth with a wisdom with their wealth. They they take their money and they like they give it all away. And I'm like, okay, like I was, you know, just with one guy and he's given away a lot of his money. And it's like, okay, now I'm in a hurting position. I'm hurting in my position. I said, well, you probably heard enough sermons from a church that was like, give, 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 give it all away, give it all away, give to this project, give to that project. God will bless you. God will bless you. And so you gave it all away and you actually didn't realize you should be cutting one corner of your field to give away, but you shouldn't cut the whole thing. So you're out of dollars right now because you didn't, you didn't have an ecosystem yet created where now it's one corner and that corner will keep replenishing. Like, I think that's where we, I mean, there is a time to give sacrificially, but the church oftentimes makes that the high bar. It's like sacrificial, sacrificial, sacrificial. It's always sacrificial. It's like, no, I don't think it should always be sacrificial. I think there should be some wise strategic, you know, stewardship of our dollars um, that we need to be, that we are giving to. Um, certain things with. Um, so anyways, just just some nuggets of wisdom today. Hope hope this you can make sense of these different pieces and this puts a little bit of help in, in this. And if you, hey, if you like this Hearing God for Business um, podcast, and sometimes we're just, we're, we're not always directly talking about hearing God. We're talking about values that business people should be using. Um, Prophetic values. These are profit values. These are values. These are these are found part of the foundations of your life that will help you. And why am I a prophet speaking to business people? Because I'm a business person, but also because part of my redemptive gift of profit um, and my calling of profit is to address poverty and and deal with and help 
discover provision. Oftentimes prophets in the Bible were, that's why, you know, they were worth kings and different ones because they would say, hey, do this and there's, there's, that's where the, where the money will be. Do this to get rid of the famine. Do this. So I know that God's positioned me amongst business people for a purpose and I want business people to succeed. I want you to succeed. So I hope you're being blessed by this podcast today. Invite someone in to listen to this if you like it and give me a shout out. Let me know. If you're one of those business guys that's a CEO or a high achiever, and you want to work with me personally, there is an opportunity. Um, you can go to increasewithkeith.com and you can see a little video there of some guys that work with me and then you can fill out an application. I do work with people that are high achievers, millionaires, multimillionaires. So if you're just trying to start up, that's not gonna be really probably the right person to work with me. Um, but there's, there's plenty of people that will work with you and you can get stuff from here from me. But Love to meet anybody that feels like, hey, this is this is my, um, this is, you know, Keith, I feel like you could really help me go to that next level. And then I am one of those business people. So love to talk to you guys. Have an amazing day. And we will talk to you next time. Peace.